Hey, welcome to the Stephanie Stevens Show, where I help you discover the power of communication and the keys that unlock the doors to freedom in every area of your life. Well, hello, my dear friend. Hope you're well today. Thank you for sharing time with me as always. This is the Stephanie Stevens Show podcast. I'm Stephanie Stevens, and isn't it an honor to have community? And we are a growing community because of people like you sharing the podcast, sharing the content that resonates with you and rating the podcast. Thank you so much for your for your feedback and for your kind words and for your support. And thank you also for subscribing because when you subscribe, that means you never miss an episode. You'll always get a notification whenever an episode comes up and is available. And by the way, I'm trying to make episodes available now daily as best I can. So Again, incredible community. We are like-minded. We have chosen to spend time daily growing, expanding, learning, reflecting, and receiving feedback. And then as we continue to learn and grow and expand, we get to gift that and pay it forward. And doesn't that feel so incredibly amazing? So in following up on my episodes regarding autism, this will be a subject that I will be speaking about from time to time because it is a subject of course, that is close to my heart and that one of my sons has a diagnosis of autism and I have four kids. So part of my journey is to share with you and encourage you if you also have a loved one with autism or a related condition, maybe it's a cognitive developmental delay or a cognitive disability. I can't stand that word. That's just between you and me. I don't like it. I like to say special ability. I like to say special needs because despite the fact that there are perceived you know, limitations and hurdles. There are also gifts there that a lot of us forget about. We don't tap into until we see them and then we're amazed and awed. So I want to honor that because that is true. That is part of the holistic makeup of someone with a diagnosis that looks like a cognitive delay or developmental disability, autism or Down syndrome or any one of those diagnoses. So I've had a handful of episodes already, please go back and listen if you have not already. We've talked about my journey to some degree with my own son and his diagnosis, my efforts to advocate for and legislate for and move the needle for this population and the families affected, and also uh, this series as of late that I've done that goes something like this. I think the first one was Autism in the Beginning, Let There Be Light, and that was my encouragement to you and families who have maybe a new diagnosis or are just finding something out about their loved one that they didn't expect. And it's navigating those waters. Then the second in the series was called Autism, The Wonder Years. And that is where we dive into getting to know the amazing soul behind the diagnosis and what that journey is like as well. And then I wanted to come to you with some feedback from my other children And so those are called autism, the siblings speak, and we have three parts, of course, because I have three other children that are siblings to Benjamin. So first one was my middle son, Nick, and he did a fantastic job. So proud of him. So honest. He makes it look easy. (laughs) He's 20 years old. Again, so he's the middle son. Yeah out of four. My youngest is my daughter. So as I went to interview my daughter, she became suddenly quite camera shy, as it were, or I should say microphone shy. And she confided in me that she cannot stand hearing herself played back, right? So she's 18. So I get it. (laughs) 
I remember feeling the same way. Um, and as you grow through various seasons in life, you just sort of like settle in, you know, but she's not quite there yet. So she's quite self-conscious about how she may sound on the radio or in that type of a venue. Now, just so that, you know, I may be in part responsible for this because when she was little, I would call her and at home when I was on the air and I would sometimes just put her on the air and she was so little that it was really, it was fun and it was cute and it made for great radio. And there's this one clip I remember, it was so sweet. She called me, she was with her grandma and she called me when I was in the studio. And before I let her go, I said, why do I love you so much? And she said, because I'm your girl. And it was so cute. And I played that like a hundred times to the point where I'm sure the audience was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We get it. You got kids. You're special, (laughs) right? Um, You and everybody else, big deal. But when you're on the radio, you get to do fun things like that. You get to, you know, put your own kids on the radio from time to time. Okay. So the point is she now feels funny about her voice on audio. So that's okay. I think she'll probably move into a different space as she gets a little bit older. But for now, I did record our conversation and I'm just going to relay it to you because the feedback she had was really beneficial. And so when I asked her, what was it like to be in a family dynamic where you had a a sibling with a diagnosis of special needs? And you know what she said? She said, I didn't notice. I said, so when we were out and about, you didn't take a look around at other families and think to yourself, my family is different. And she said, no, I did not. Now that's different from what Nick said. Nick said he did notice that he was aware of the differences. But see, Nicholas is very different in that he's sensitive and he's quite perceptive. Now, Savannah was is just a little more free spirit go with the flow. And so she said she honestly did not notice as a kid. And so when I asked her, what has Benjamin taught you? What has your brother taught you in life? And she said, he has taught me to be watchful. He has taught me to turn on that perception, to turn on my eyes and ears, to look around at my environment and my surroundings so that I know kind of whatever situation I'm in at any given time. I thought that was really unique and really, really beneficial because that's so true. You become um, hypersensitive to, over the course of time, potential risks and dangers in the environment. Um, Like if you've got a son or daughter who likes to run to see something, that is significant because if you're at a mall or if you're at an amusement park, you, you need to know that and you will come to learn the special things that your son or daughter, your child is, is attracted to that, you know, the shiny object or the silly noise or, you know, the image of something. In my case, for my son, it was cars. My son loved, he still does, had a very special affinity for cars and Over the course of time, by the time he was like seven, eight, nine, he could memorize the makes and models of practically any manufacturer. Totally profound, totally incredible. Now, mind you, his verbal processing was such that he could not utilize a full sentence to communicate with me to get his needs met. But that is a completely separate component that verbal communication expressive, we call it expressive communication, was totally different from his ability to 
receive and retain information, which again is one of those amazing and profound gifts. I asked her what she believes that she taught him, and she said she believes she taught him the same. She believes that she taught him how to be watchful. She said, I'm always encouraging him to look both ways every time we're in a parking lot or near a car, having him be watchful about how close he is to other people, especially in lines, making sure he's not, you know, inadvertently touching someone because he's so close to them and they don't expect it. Or she said, we've taught each other how to kind of have our heads on a swivel and be looking around and watchful. I did ask her what were one or more challenge or challenges that she associates with, you know, being in a situation like this. And she said, one of the things that's been most challenging for her is what are called those self-stimulatory behaviors, like hand flapping, clapping, stimming. Some kids pace back and forth, back and forth when they've got that energy and they're not quite sure what to do with, and they don't have a proper outlet for the energy. They oftentimes will rock back and forth, or their hands will flap, or they will engage in stim behaviors. And it may be repetitive behavior, like pacing back and forth, or uh, vocalizing or verbalizing in repetitive noise-making ways. And so she said that's one of the things that has been most challenging for her because it really does try the patience. And so we have to learn how to give our nervous systems a break, especially when he was younger and he engaged in that activity more often, we would look to find a replacement behavior for him. But there were still times where, especially if he was particularly excited or anxious, there were still those times when he would engage in that sort of verbal, vocal stimulatory behavior. And yeah, it was it was challenging. She said another thing that was challenging and still is challenging from time to time for her is oftentimes the rigidity that comes along with the landscape of the brain of somebody with this type of diagnosis, that rigidity, that need for sameness, that need for predictability, change being more difficult, a change in the schedule can kind of sometimes throw individuals into a loop. It can cause some anxieties. They like structure and oftentimes, not all, not all, I don't want to categorize everybody, but oftentimes what goes along with this type of diagnosis is that that need to control when so many things are out of their own control, right? I mean, they're not driving on their own. They're not selecting the, the job that they want if they're not in a, in a place where they can occupy that type of position. And they're quite dependent on other people. So you can begin to imagine maybe internally how out of control that would feel when you're constantly at the mercy of other people you assisting you in your life. So one of the things that happens is this this need for desire for predictability and structure and sameness. What's going to happen? What time is it going to happen? Can it happen the same time every day, right? So Savannah finds that that type of rigidity is challenging, and that is true. Here's what I will say as a parent watching all of my children in this dynamic. You know what's amazing that Benjamin's rigidity caused in my other three children? Beautiful flexibility. Beautiful flexibility. My children learned to be flexible because, you know, we would be doing something, and sometimes if if Benjamin would begin getting into a pattern of 
anxiety or anxiousness or perseverative behavior to the degree where it was really starting to affect our outing or whatever we were doing, the kids learned to be pretty flexible and would easily go with the flow. Okay, you know what? We're going to stop this here now, but we're going to move on to this. Or we're going to be done here, but from here, we're going to go straight over to here. Right? So they learned all of that, and that has served them really quite well. In fact, I cannot tell you how many compliments I got as a mother with my children growing up. People would say to me, your kids are so well-adjusted. They're so well-behaved. They're so flexible. You've got, your kids are just cool. They're just easy. They would say that. And I would think, I wonder if that is a result of, you know, they're dealing with a situation that's more unconventional and their ability to become flexible and kind of go with the flow. And I I really do. I think that's part of it. Plus they're just incredible, exceptional kids. I'm not, I'm not going to take that away from them. They were born that way. They're magnificent. But I just thought that was interesting as well. Savannah also mentioned that Benjamin, her brother, has taught her how to be a good teacher. And when I asked, what do you love most about Ben? She said, his wisdom. He knows a lot and he stores an incredible amount of information. In fact, she said he stores information like a vault, which is absolutely true. That's another gifting is this memory recall, this ability to store this information. And unlike you and I, tap into those spaces and those compartments of their brain and recall that information, unlike what's neurotypical. And I got to tell you, there have been so many times when Benjamin has brought to mind somebody that we used to work with in the past or somebody that they ran across at a someplace at some point in time. I don't even, you name it, a mall, an amusement park, school, someplace. And he would not only remember them, but he would remember their first names, their last names, what the color shirt they were wearing, um, what day of the week it was, what kind of car they drove. (laughs) It's pretty cool. And it blows me away. I just look at him sometimes and I marvel and I tell him, you are incredible, that brain of yours. And he just smiles because he kind of knows it's true. One of the other things I find to be so beautiful and unique about my conversation with uh, my daughter and also my youngest son, Nick, is that they both see Benjamin as just a brother. So when I asked Savannah, you know, is there anything else you want to add about the situation or being in a family like ours? And she said, you know, mom, no, it's, it's like Ben, I just see him as my brother. He's not different. He's one of my brothers. I have three brothers, Nick, Sam, and Ben. They're just my three brothers. He's like the others. The only difference I see between Ben and my other brothers is Ben is with us. You know, the other two are out of the house now. They're out on their own. She said, Ben is with us. That's what's different. I see him more often. And I thought that was really sweet and beautiful as well. So my dear sweet friend, I just wanted to offer a little bit of insight from my family to yours as a way to kind of help you pave the way in your planning and in your preparations as you walk down the pathway in this journey of autism and the different stages and seasons and ebbs and flows of the journey in some support. And I think there's a beautiful place for us to support each other as incredible families who remember were chosen for such a time as this. You were chosen. You got something on the inside of you that the creator said, yeah, you, you're the one I need. You're the one I need to care for and serve and support an earth angel. You got something on the inside of you so special 
And I'm going to support you in the ways that you may need and feel as though you need extra strength and extra support on certain days. You will. And it will be there for you when you need it. The invitation for you is to remember to be open to receiving that and asking for the support when you need it. And again, thank you, my friend, for allowing me to share this sacred space with you, my family, and our journey, our experience. I hope it helps. I hope it encourages you. And just a reminder of my good friends and partners at Iniva.com, Iniva.com, when you're ready for whole food supplements that are clean, non-GMO, effective, all liquid. Again, they're whole foods, so they're clean and effective. This is how our body best receives the nutrients in that whole food form. Beautiful, beautiful product from an incredible family company that really believes in the mission of holistic health And I appreciate them so much. So if you are ready to order, you can go to Iniva.com, E-N-I-V-A.com. They've got support for just about every issue, area, situation you've got going on with your health. For all of the body systems, they've got different protocols and supplements. You name it, they have it. So I invite you to visit Iniva.com, E-N-I-V-A.com. Dot com And when you're ready to order, your coupon code is Pure Health. Pure Health. P-U-R-E-H-E-A-L-T-H. Pure Health for $10 off your first purchase. As always, thank you, my friend. And I can't wait to connect with you on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to The Stephanie Stevens Show. Please remember to subscribe so we can stay connected and you never miss an episode of the podcast. Oh, and if you haven't left a rating yet, please be sure to do so. It helps incredible people like you find the podcast. We'll see you on the next episode.